Here we go. Hello, loyal listeners. Welcome to another episode of Steve and Linda Make a Podcast. Uh, Steve and Linda are off this week, but uh, we're here to fill in. And I spoke to them the other day. Uh, they said they've been listening, keeping track. They said they do. They hate everything that we've done with their franchise, but... Uh, <laughs> Can you blame them? No. <laughs> We, we've only had one week and we've ruined it. Probably didn't even take the full episode, huh? <laughs> they tuned out as soon as things uh, about trebuchets started coming in. Oh, yeah. Oh, so they got through half. They're good people. Catapult people. So this week we decided what we would do is to sort of uh, deepen the conversation about the projects that we're working on. So last week we had our sort of intro into what the projects are for each of us. Um, we'll rehash those things a bit, but um, in pursuit of keeping you all updated and, and sort of keeping ourselves accountable to each other, we this week are gonna talk about just where things stand for us. So um, we'll talk about a bit of this sort of decision-making that's been going on this week for each of us, some of the steps that we've taken to uh, to further our pursuit of, of world domination, and um, we'll uh, sort of clarify to everyone what exactly are the sort of meat and potatoes of each of the projects that we work on, because I think our projects span a pretty wide uh, set of endeavors, and I think each one has its own sort of uh, barriers of understanding. So some of the things that we're working on are, may not necessarily be understood by everyone. Um, and I think we'll just basically get a sense um, from each other. You guys hear the sirens? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can hear the sirens. <laughs> we're making a podcast here. I hope everyone's okay. All right. So to dive in, um, uh, how about this? I'll pick and choose, like like a, a teacher calling on students. So oh, I much prefer popcorn reading. Ooh, <laughs> I can't sit here for two days in silence, though. <laughs> right. What What if we all popcorn in each time? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, I take it back. Does everybody is popcorn reading? Is that popular? Does everybody know what that is? Has everybody had such um, a great experience with that as, as we might have had. Listeners write say. in and, and <laughs> discuss their experience <laughs> with popcorn reading. Yeah, Dan, everyone went to elementary school. Look, dude, I don't know. I know I hated popcorn reading with a passion. I'll be honest, yeah. when I first heard of the concept, it sounded a lot more nutritious and I was, <laughs> I was let down. I didn't, I didn't enjoy the outcome at Barkley Elementary. <laughs> If I had run for student government, I, it would have been on the platform that popcorn reading would be Abolished. under attack. <laughs> What's the fear? We'll get into the details eventually, but let's uh, let's track this one down. What's the what's the big problem, Dan? Your fate the is in the hands of your peers. Do you know Do you know what that means? Have you met your peers? <laughs> it's fucking terrifying. Have you had popcorn? <laughs> <laughs> Still missing missing some of the fundamental. Yeah, do you understand what popcorn reading is, Parker? 
no, no. <laughs> I think I think we're talking about two different things right now, and I'm comfortable with what I know. So that's I'm okay. picturing. I'm picturing like. <laughs> Little... He said he's comfortable, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just standing in front of the microwave right now, just like it's gonna happen, but it never. Don't stand too close to the microwave. All right, head first. Let's see. So, um, Parker, why don't you start us off? Update us on basically what what did you get accomplished this week? So um, this week, yeah, still jumping into like the graphics and branding kind of stuff. Um, I kind of. Uh, I'm 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 wrapping things up with uh, the uh, beer garden murals that I'm working on. I got uh, some directional feedback from the project manager there, so I'm going to be installing the last mural there. So that'll be coming to a close probably in the next couple weeks. It's uh, it's bittersweet because I think that it's getting a little bit cold to be painting outside. So I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty excited for that to be done with, but I'm also excited to see uh, how that all looks like with those four bays painted and everything like that. Um, and then other than that, uh, I have some things coming down the pipeline, got some uh, uh, branding project in Phoenixville, which is like I'm super excited for. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, it's like down. I don't want to name any names yet, but should be for a restaurant that's opening up pretty soon. Um, logos are always really exciting to me. So that's I don't know. I think that that's like that whole visual identity part is going to be pretty cool. And then uh, I also got uh, one of my old coworkers reached out uh, about another coworker needing some help with like some social media graphics and things like that. So might be touching base with them early next week. And that, you know, again, it's, it, it sounds pretty legit. Little do you guys know that I might know what I'm doing. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> that really like how, how much of that how much of gathering those product or projects is actually requiring kind of the initiative of you versus how much of it, of it is um, more passive, just like generally having your name out there? How much, basically how much legwork did you have to do to, um, especially for these two new projects that you're going to start on? So like the word of mouth thing, I, I always, I don't know, you hear people being like, yo, network, 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 that's so important. But like, yeah, absolutely network. And just like, I think generally just not being a dick when you meet people don't like, I don't know. I think you can like, cause I'm, I don't know. I'm pretty, I think what I like, yeah, I think when I meet somebody, I'm like pretty timid and kind of like to myself until I like get to know them. And then like, you can kind of like let the personalities fly and stuff like that. But I think that like, just like, even, I don't know, with like the, the job that I'm like working with through one of my old coworkers, like next week, I didn't really know the coworker that needs the help, the like coworker that was referenced. Um, like I wasn't like close with them at all, but like, just like, I think like the whole, like Parker's a good guy. Like they don't really know. They looked at my portfolio and they were like, I'm into that, but I don't think they know anything about me. But I think that like, just like knowing that you're not, you know, total scumbag. <laughs> so like that kind of helps. And then with like the reach out stuff, it was really just like, it was like good timing. So like recently I've been like jumping on social media and just like following every single small business in like a 20 mile radius that I know. Yeah. yeah and just buddy. like going for it. And like as soon, like because of that, like there's like this one like Phoenixville foodie account. And yeah. I think, that, yeah, you know, you know, and shout like, out yo, them, shout out Phoenix for foodie. Yeah. Um, but they like, <laughs> that's their name. That's their God given name. Yeah. Their first name, Phoenix, but last name foodie. It's a, it's an interesting, I think them, it's a, are we trying to get them on? <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be a great guest. But yeah. 
But either way, they like they posted about this restaurant that like is like just they're pretty much just like painting the exterior and be like coming soon. And like on their their uh, Instagram, they had some like sketches of their logo that they went on. So I was just like, yo, slide into the DMs. And then they were like, uh, hi. And <laughs> just like, yeah, let's like get together. And so that became and again, oh, this is the other thing. It was like one of those things where I like get super self-conscious. I like talked to Lily about this for like three days in a row. I was like. I reached out last Friday and I was like, yo, I haven't heard anything back. Like, was I, did I come on too strong? Cause I was like, I lay out the whole project and like, this is kind of what, like they asked for like pricing and stuff like that. They're like, this is kind of, I was like, this is what it'll kind of look like two, three rounds of revisions, give you like a mood board, give you like the X, Y, and Z. So you have a business card, stuff like that. And like set a price. And I was like, do you think that I like asked too much off the bat? Like what if these other mm. people, cause I saw like another, like, I guess I'll say competing agency or competing designer in Phoenixville, like also reached out, like commented on their stuff. And they like literally the, the restaurant had reached out to them and was like, yo, I'll reach out to you like via email. So I was like, fuck, I lost it. Like, I don't know. And then that wasn't the case. They reached out and they were like, yeah, like we'll go over today. So today in like two hours, I'm going to be going over what they're looking for. So that's pretty exciting. And that's like one of those like shot in the dark things where you're just like, Hey, do you guys need work? And they're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Oof, that's so like, tough. Like, uh, yeah, it's it's scary. That whole set of um, when 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 your sort of human self consciousness infiltrates that whole endeavor, because like, there's this notion you got to be a professional and like that you have to have the appropriate um, responses there or the appropriate like language every time you reach out to someone is so tough because there's no fucking rule book for that stuff no and i was gonna say does anybody know where that notion comes from because like i found that just to be total bullshit it i think it carries over from like traditional workplaces well at least for me like i feel like i want to carry that over into the personal stuff from from work work and i think think it's it's partly fake you know like depending on who you're working with obviously you don't want to like start completely (laughs) i don't want to say yourself you don't want to start like completely i don't know lax with a lot of you don't want to lead with a lot of profanity um, (laughs) oh no yeah like like you also don't want to show up like a board you don't want to be like hey like i do this and i'm a robot like and also like reading i'm glad you brought that up dan because like reading off their profile they're like oh like we're from like montclair and like we like are like you know like we're locals and blah blah blah. so you kind of want to have that like towny feel you don't want to be like i've done x y and z for this company ha 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 like i'm ready to help you out small town (laughs) plebeian like you like no you want to be like approachable and like friendly and kind of be like i see you eye to eye like i don't know it's cool and parker yeah you want to hit them like a like a friend Whereas exactly. like sometimes in the working world, even that's a little too informal, which I think is where that disconnect happens, maybe. Yeah. And it's annoying. <laughs> and Parker, for you especially, the stuff that you do is so personal. So like we talked off the air about things like um, uh, just getting a sense of a person's brand, which is uh, sounded like such a complicated process that includes certainly like a level of expertise and understanding of, um, you know, graphic design and the principles of graphic design. But it also seems like you have to be able to read people. Yeah, completely. No, I agree with that, like completely. And that's like a really hard thing. So you kind of have to be like, 
I don't know, you need to have some sort of like psychic abilities as well as which you don't really need psychic abilities if you just ask like a couple of questions. Like Brendan, when we <laughs> set you up with like your like what I don't know, we talked about like adjectives, like how do you want to describe like what you're doing and that kind of thing. And you kind of put those puzzle pieces together and that's where you kind of get your narrative, you know? Right. Yeah. So yeah. like um yeah, so so just so that listeners know, when we when Parker and I were, were talking about creating a logo for my project working on um forest floor mushrooms um he started out by basically saying okay so are there some just general ideas or or i don't know yeah descriptive terms that you would use to uh just get us started off in some direction um or also you, you mentioned like you know send me some things that you um latch onto some other you know uh logos or images that are out there already um which was a great starting point and then from there it really started to get into um a back and forth which was cool but i can imagine those first couple of steps are hard do you feel like you're you're good at that like reading people and and seeing more or less who they are or the things that they would like straight off the bat or does it really require that um initial direct questioning of like are there actually explicit words you want to use or sp explicit color schemes? Um, I think that that part's important. And also like Brendan, it's like, it's, it's, I've known you for, I don't know, 15, I don't know, going on like 20 ish years, you know, like I've known you forever. So it's like, years. yeah, I've known you back in 1890. <laughs> but like, I don't like it's, so that's like different too. Cause it's yeah. like, yeah. And then like, I don't, I, I know nothing about this, person that I'm going to be meeting with today but yeah you kind of want to like break down those barriers and like I don't know already have some sort of rapport and like it helps that they like kind of know what they want to do like and like it I mean they're opening a restaurant so there's so many moving pieces as well so they kind of I feel like they have to know even if they don't know that they know yet they kind of know what they're looking for it's one I don't know it's it's tough but it's I, am I do I think that I'm comfortable with it like Fuck no. But like <laughs> our emails sometimes an easier way to start a, a relationship than like face to face. Probably. I don't know. Like pretty good time to be in the tech age. But uh, like, I don't know. I think you, you just make it work. You know? Yeah, man. That's my week. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it's all downhill from here. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Thanks, man. Yeah. Do you feel encouraged? Is it like a, is it um, one of those good weeks? It's a good week. Um, I'm going to be doing, I'm going to actually be like painting tomorrow. Um, so like putting in the the last mural, like starting to do that and like tracing at night. So that's like weird. Cause like, I don't know. I feel like I've been doing that forever because the, we're not talking about the pandemic, but the pandemic has just been like a time vortex. Like I don't even know what was two months ago or what was last year. Um, but it's like a good week. I think it's always like I always get those scaries like working with a new client. Like I'll send over like the first round of stuff. And there have been times where you completely don't hit it. So like it's going to be one of those things where like we again, like that's like you hope that the psychic stuff works out because like you hope that you send them some stuff that they really want to see. And it's not like, oh, these first like 10 hours or whatever, or five hours, whatever you worked on these logos like that was all for not, you know. So, yeah, little, you know, it's, it's a mixture of the two. but. You know, that's why. How do you tell when when they're so lukewarm about something? Like, what is the um, what what you know? What's the feedback that makes you reach that conclusion? 
Oh man. Um, it's uh it's apparent. Well, you realize you're pretty much like, I don't know if you made them a, a, uh, if you make somebody a sweater, okay. And oh, they pay yes, you for this. a sweater. Yeah. yeah Analogies. I mean, all, I mean the exactly. classic sweater analogy. <laughs> and you, I don't know, either like, let's say that you make them a sweater and it doesn't fit or like it's made of, I'm not going to say that. It's made of, um, I don't know. It's made of, uh, wool? what's another thing for, <laughs> yeah, sure. It's made of like steel wool and it really didn't <laughs> quite work out. Like, and you're just ripping those nipples off, like with that chafing. So like, if that's the case, then I don't know. They're going to tell you like, yo, like, I mean, and it's never going to be that. I I hope it's never, I I like to think nobody would purposefully make a steel wool sweater, but. Or accidentally even. Yeah, I mean, if you just accidentally had like four pounds of steel wool and you're like, well, let's see. But um, yeah, with like logos and, and that's and stuff a great like segue that. into this week's sponsor, Steel Wool Sweaters. Steel wool. Yeah, yeah. America Steel Wool Sweaters. Um, I don't know. Like, you, they'll, they'll tell you. They will tell you either directly or indirectly. Like, what I've gotten before is like, I've never like bombed so hard that they were like, okay, we're going to go a different way with a different client. Mm. But I have had ones where it's like, Oh, we were really thinking like more of a this direction and maybe okay. they'll show at that point. And like that that was actually one of the learning moments is like you're kind of like oh, we might be going in this direction and then they they bring in like I don't know, two rounds of talking and everything, then they bring in their visual DNA. Like we were kind of talking about. Mm. And I'm kind of like and that's like a learning thing for me like fuck, I really should ask for that earlier because then I kind of know like what you want before you see it. Yeah. It's it's never really like uh I don't know. It's not like a breakup, but it's like, uh, it, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, articulate again. Yeah. You mentioned D- visual DNA. Um, like articulate again, what exactly that is and how that relates to how you basically start with this, these designs. So yeah, it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's like a trick that I learned from, I wouldn't even say a trick. Everybody should be doing it. And everybody probably is doing it if they, are a designer and like not even design but like pretty much i don't know i think like this could like spew into so many other like mediums of creation and stuff like that like i'm sure like carpenters do the same thing contractors Mm. or contractors should be doing the same thing where you're pretty much just like pitching ideas like you kind of make these mood boards and you're getting like visual uh like tie-ins and visual like i don't know like what's the word i'm looking for kind of like visual affirmations from your client before Mm. you even start working uh yeah so yeah those you know those visual sign-offs it's really uh it's just really important to get to know what your client wants i hear you saying the word psychic and i think um first of all that you're being like humble about that skill or you're like you're like um you know calling it psychic but i think it genuinely is a skill and i'll sort of brag on you for a second um just to demystify i think like what that is that you're pointing at or suggesting basically. Um, and that brag is that I think what you're saying is basically you just listen very carefully to people. And I think that's a skill that um, is really hard to develop, but really important to develop. And so that's like another thing. Yeah, that's totally, that probably is totally it. I think that's one of the things that I like kind of got the first year and a half that I was working at Sparks, I would miss some things in projects like during the briefs and stuff like that. And it literally took like my boss's boss, like sat in on me one time. He was like, yo, this other guy who works here, literally, he just writes down everything. And like, Mm. you guys remember me in high school. C student. I didn't write down everything. Like I didn't like, that's just not what I did. Parker. 
you know when you put it that way c student so like i like it i i didn't write down everything but like now just literally when like it's just stream of consciousness like everything that like they say you do just write it down then you kind of tie these things together and yeah that that probably is part of it yeah yeah cool do you have plans for next week or do you know um uh or you have to wait for sort of feedback or like clarity on what your these new two new things will look like so i think with um next week with these two new things it'll probably be um the new one i i have to like officially meet with um the friend that was like referred to me um i have to meet with that not like physically but on like a zoom call or something on like monday and like talk talk uh terms and rates and stuff like that so that'll probably be like early week stuff and then figuring out like if i'm starting that week or starting whenever um and then uh with this like logo package or whatever um i think that that'll kind of be that if like if they if they like the conversation that we have today then maybe i'll be starting on some first rounds of that and that should kind of lead into the week should keep me a little busy yeah nice it's good to have things to do absolutely dan um yeah popcorn dan (laughs) (laughs) so what have you gotten done this week or last week where do things stand with your projects have you learned anything new made new decisions made new friends kill off old friends (laughs) things like that yeah yeah okay well i am off this week from work which is glorious and long overdue so yeah we should we should mention um three of us are quote-unquote unemployed (laughs) one of us has a full-time job i think that's an important point for listeners to take away (laughs) like none of this can really be done i mean you know i think it's just a complicated thing to figure out how you uh, uh weave a full-time job into trying some of these things. Yeah, I, I guess, is it, maybe I can speak a little to that this week too. Um, yeah, so let's jump into that now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, sorry. It's, it's, it's yeah. hard. It's very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like for a long time, like many, many years, I've just been lucky enough to have um i don't know interest in hobbies and side projects enough to maintain discipline to really spend a lot of nights and weekends on them um and it's it is difficult because i think some days when you want or or sometimes when you need like increasingly i've needed to spend time on some of these projects as i pick up new gigs and things um you know very quickly my weekends became time that was completely mine I could spend on anything to you know in the last couple months basically you know working an eight-hour day on on creative projects Mm. and that's awesome but it is um like a go 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 mentality that doesn't doesn't relent and so it feels great to be making progress on some of that creative creative work to be gaining those skills. So like, again, for me, like to see some of my photography improve is great. Um, to see some of the videos that I'm making slowly gain, you know, even a little bit of a trickle of traction is awesome. But I think it does come at the expense of probably working too hard. Yeah. And um, 
I don't, I, I don't beat myself up too much about that though, because at some point you kind of have to do, you, you know, you shouldn't be in that grind mentality 24 seven, but I do feel like this is a phase of life where I decided um, that I was going to do that a little bit to try and to make some progress on those creative projects. And, you know, looking back over the last year, really when I had stepped some of the stuff up, no regrets so far. Um, the, the COVID situation has made that mentally tougher above and beyond what it already would have been for sure. How's, how do you um, mean exactly? It's just, I think in a year like this, it would be great if you could take more time off or more time to yourself mm. or do some other things that aren't necessarily that don't feel like work or responsibility. Like as much as you like taking, or as much as I like taking photos and video, um, and how fun it is, it's not the same as like reading a book yeah. in the sun for two hours or, <laughs> or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that's what was cool about having this week off very much, um, caught some family over the weekend and then did, took a little camping trip, a little recharge situation. Um, and was graced by the presence of, of one of our own, Ian. That was, that was Ian. Ian came hey. with me. <laughs> not, not three of yeah. your own. We weren't invited. Parker and I weren't invited. That's cool. I'm yeah, fine. it, it just time. slipped my mind. I was trying to think of people that I knew that I was close to and that liked camping, and I, I really could only think of Ian at the time. So Yeah. Yeah, didn't invite anybody else. So uh, we... <laughs> Slept outside. Some nice, nice, good hiking. Uh, did you guys? Uh, did you photos. share a tent? Do we what? Did you share a tent? Um, that would be unacceptable. Yeah, COVID error. So I just want to know. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm just at, the people at home have been asking. Yeah, they have. So, <laughs> I'll I'll describe my dwelling real quick. I got a little one person backpacking tent recently. I logged. I've logged four nights in it. It is lovely. It's very quick to set up. It's fancy. Uh, quick plug. We'll, th we'll throw the affiliate link in the description below and uh, <laughs> make, <laughs> make sure you buy two or three. Toasty, toasty. <laughs> um, but that's that's working great. And Ian, uh, you had you had a little bit of an alternative shelter that I was pretty jealous of, even with my brand new tent. You wanna you wanna tell us what were you doing? <laughs> uh, I went with a nice camping hammock. Uh, which was fun. So it's like, it's, it's more than just like a, uh, like a yard hammock. Like it's got some netting on the top. It's like enclosed. It's like a little, little person cocoon. I wouldn't want to sleep in it, uh, in weather any colder than it, you know, than this. But yeah, Dan, <laughs> since I sort of forced that, um, question, uh, like squeezed it inside the other question that yeah, I was, you did. We were asking, like you wrapped yeah. it up in a little um, Trojan horse. That's <laughs> right. It was a, it was inception, a Russian doll of questions, but um, so if this week, right, you had a bit of time. To so did I decompress. do anything? Is that, so did I actually get anything <laughs> right. done? Is that? <laughs> yeah. If not, what did you do last week? Because it's been two weeks. If not, we can skip. Yeah. So um... <laughs> if not, no one cares about you having fun, enjoying yourself. Yeah. You yeah. Again. So all that relaxation talk is to say, <laughs> thank you for keeping me on track, is that Ian and I were very excited to get back to the Internet. Um, oh yeah. And uh so yesterday made some good progress on just scheduling some of the social posts for um the podcasts that I'm working with 
called the Create Unknown, if I haven't mentioned that yet. Um, also spent some time, I think I mentioned in our last episode, was working on um, a coffee video, and that was one of the newer things that I was getting into, doing some video work. And so wrapping up final touches on that. And what else did I do yesterday? I think those were the big ones. Obviously, uh, took some photos while we were camping and edited a slew of those. And so that's all kind of slated to go on my personal Instagram as kind of just, uh, I don't know, a way to throw out some more of those landscape type shots. Um, not sure how those play into like the business side of things, but you know, I do, I do try to spend a lot of time on my personal Instagram, um, in terms of just kind of curating a grid and trying to make it look picturesque, mm. uh, playing around with some hashtags and trying to learn a little bit there. Yeah. Well, to what degree would you treat that as sort of like a portfolio? Uh, 105%. <laughs> um, so <laughs> cool. Next question. <laughs> when I, when I'm doing what, you know, like Parker was saying, kind of reaching out to all local businesses in the area and just, in one, in one swoop taken over when I'm kind of doing the same thing, I'm often using, um, my Instagram as my portfolio. And, you know, if that's sometimes for these smaller jobs, it's not like you throw, like, I don't even have a creative resume. Um, sometimes you write like a little cover letter if, if some of them are more formal, but a lot of times it's hitting people up on Instagram and the, in the DMs, sliding into the DMs, like Parker said. And then, you know, if they have an email that you can grab off their website, maybe doubling down and, and pinging them again there, um, just to make sure that they might get it. It's funny, like a lot of small businesses don't check their DMs from the people that they aren't connected with. Mm. Um, it shows up like I know on Instagram, like a different section until you accept it. Um, so I, I like to try and double up. That's a quick tip for everybody out there. Try and, try, and, try and beat them to the inbox as well. <laughs> Trying to woof them. Yeah, woof them <laughs> from, from the office. <laughs> Which we, you know, I think we, we established at some point last week that we're bringing that into the real world, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, not, not a full week in terms of getting stuff cooking. Um, but, yeah, really, really planned on spending um, the time that I wasn't camping on the creative projects anyway. So... You know, I think uh, today is Thursday and we're heading into a solid four days of creating stuff and working on some videos for the YouTube channel and and things like that. So I uh, was really looking forward to the break and really looking forward to some of those other projects, getting them moving. Do you feel at all um, that your motivation or that your energy is different after the fact? After the camping trip or kind of after coming yeah. off of a work week? Um, yeah, I guess like what, you know, comparatively, it's more, more exciting. Isn't the right way. I'm hungrier, like a little bit more ambitious to tackle things, which is good and bad. Right. I think that helps me start some chunkier projects or like maybe dig into things that I was putting off that I wouldn't, that I knew, you know, if I only had two hours after work that I wouldn't be able to get into deep enough to really feel like I was making good progress. At the same time, I do find I get a little bit more distracted. It's almost like there's so much that I could be doing or jumping into that, you know, I do find myself um, probably bouncing around a little bit more on the social media sites than I normally would. And it's, it's like helpful because it's not like it's my own social media, right? It's some of the accounts that I'm working with. Um, but it's also not time spent like editing video or editing photos or 
you know, planning future content, which is not ideal. You know, that, that chunky time for me is what I should be using for some of the more, the strategery, if you will, um, coming down the line. So uh, that's the flip side, the negative that, you know, <laughs> can settle in if I have too much time on my hands. But thankfully, yeah. um, you know, the positive is just having having those big uninterrupted chunks of time. Yeah. I think that like um, trying to figure out what the appropriate amount of uh, sort of things going on and the appropriate amount of time to stop and be strategic or think sort of big picture versus not having that time and just having to get things done um, in small sort of chunks. That is the single greatest challenge of adult life. That's a hot take. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, uh, it doesn't that seem like I, I know for sure that um, the four of us do have different degrees of just willpower and, and um, sort of intrinsic motivation and abilities to focus and sort of turn that focus on. The Part of the reason I think I asked the question was because if I had that week, I would feel like um, so energized. And then sort of like you're saying, uh, come back to this big, huge um, uh, set of things to do and just not know where even to start. Um, I'd flail around to a bunch of different things. Do you feel that at all? So I think to combat that, um, what I do, I have a whiteboard. And on that, I have a couple different sections. And it's kind of broken up by personal projects and paid projects. And so like on the personal side, that very much looks like my personal YouTube channel, my hockey YouTube channel. And there's kind of like a content timeline, what I, what I loosely want coming down um, in the next couple weeks. And then for the paid projects, I try to organize it more like, okay, what needs to be done soon? And then what chunk of that work is like reaching out to prospective clients or improving like i don't know a website so that it's curated for sending to the next person that i was going to talk to something like that um so i think just even having a loose uh, we might all be you guys remind me i think we all are kind of list people to some degree um, but just having that loose to do is helpful enough for me to kind of stay with it but yeah. i guess to like to dig into uh, a detailed example of what I was talking about earlier. So the create unknown is the podcast that I'm doing some work for their socials. And that's in a different, and I was talking about bouncing around on the different social sites. Part of what will enable me to be helpful for them is getting to know that side of YouTube better. Personally, I live very much in the, like the camera tech YouTuber space. Not, not that I am one, that I'm following those people. Um, whereas the Create Unknown really covers a lot of like the more, I don't think anybody calls this, but like quote pop culture YouTube, like kind of what's popular, mm. what's, what's maybe making it to like the very homepage or stuff like that. And it's very different. And I don't know a lot of that. <laughs> you guys know, I don't know any pop culture. And so it's like pretty similar <laughs> on the YouTube front. Like I just don't know Wait, that popular just... YouTube stuff. Let's make it clear to our listeners that in high school, Dan did not listen to music. 
just period wasn't, just wasn't like a thing i did still he just still didn't don't know really. what music was <laughs> we would talk about it he worked at center ice in mm. oaks pennsylvania where uh, uh which is just a, a hockey rink and he worked there and the only music he knew was music they played out on the radio i remember <laughs> let's see which was rap. Uh, <laughs> yeah yeah so um that's a, that's Dan, that is the lens always with me. which i viewed or should i say listened to the world i don't even know if that's a weird thing right some some people are probably like uh yeah that's fine people don't listen to music that's fine and of course it, it is no fine, i think it is pretty so, unusual to it the degree, seems so weird to the degree because i still don't really spend my time listening to mute like that much music it's especially now really like into podcasts and yeah. oh go figure um but like really <laughs> i don't know like repeat all the time that i'm trying to listen to something i'm like trying to get some kind of learning out of it right it's like half edutainment as they say half education half uh, entertainment how did i get involved with the create unknown there uh there really was no interview process i, I think that's maybe one of the goals of the stuff that I'm doing, both personal and, um, dare I say, professional projects, is, is kind of helping other freelancers who are maybe dreaming of starting or haven't started yet or like on the very beginning of their journey understand that like you just have to start putting yourself out there. And for some people, that's scarier than others. Um, but I was a part of their Discord and was posting around just kind of telling people like, Hey, I'm into photography, shooting some remote product photography. Does anybody, you know, does anybody need anything like that? Or does anybody know of potential gigs or perhaps video editing? Um, didn't get a lot of response, but it is a group of people that appreciate creatives in general, like the big ones, obviously they're there to kind of see some of the bigger creators that we have hosted on the show, but also that are into that stuff themselves. Um, and then one of the hosts picked up on that thread like a couple of weeks or a couple of months later. And I was like, Hey, are you still looking for this kind of stuff? Uh, we think we might have enough, enough things that we need help on to, to kind of connect here. And so you really just kind of have to let people know what you're doing, how you might be able to help them. Um, and it's, it's that planning meets opportunity, right? All the mean, all the while you're practicing whatever you're doing. And then when something comes up, you have, you have something to point back and say, I have been doing this already. Can I, you know, can I try doing that for you? Uh, because it's really hard to not be creating and then say, I want to do this. And then the first question is, what, what have you done? <laughs> right. <laughs> and you just point to an empty abyss and it's like, it's not going to go well for you in getting that gig. <laughs> just trust me. I can do it. Just, just trust <laughs> yeah. me. Um, I would be curious if you don't mind taking a step back to something you were talking about earlier, um, about having to kind of like scroll social media and keep up with pop culture as part of kind of like what you're working on, like striking a balance. Cause I know like scrolling through feeds and news and pop culture for me is something that like I struggle to keep in check. And I don't have any obligation to do it. So I like, I'd be curious to hear what that experience is like, given that it's something you're like, it's just like a <laughs> fundamental part of your work. It's like your professional. Yeah. Professional Instagram Reddit scroller. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to 
look, but I have to. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, all these memes. God, just gotta plug it. You know, just gotta. Yeah. What are, you, what are these? What's this? What do you say about clocks? Punch. <laughs> <laughs> you got a meme quota. What do you say about clocks? <laughs> it's, you know, that's an old saying. Yeah. No one punches clocks anymore. I I did punch a clock at Center Ice. Just to be clear, that was the only that Ooh. was the only physical clock I was punching. Damn, like uh, Fred Flintstone style. Yeah. So, sorry, sorry. Ian asked a question. <laughs> yes. I'm more curious I, I, about these clocks now that you bring it up. <laughs> no, no. Focus then. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't have a good answer for that, really, Ian. I feel bad, but like just kind of listening in quotes, like spending time in Discord following some of the conversations mm. that people are having about this stuff. Or, yeah, like digging into some of the memes that I'm like horribly lost on or like so lost to the point, like, Oh, why is this funny? And like trying to like find the format. Um, it moves like, so fast. I swear. Yeah, there's they like, do. I don't know how people keep up with it. The May I guess it's a They're always flying. Huh, but yeah, I just try to not get stuck in a loop, you know, Ooh, I would very much get stuck in that loop, especially if I could justify it. Like if I was like, uh, do I really need to be doing this? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Dan, I'm interested also in, um, so it sounds like, uh, just tossing yourself out there, um, is just important. Um, and also like developing a sort of back, like a portfolio, basically. Um, I'm interested in how, um, so I know you, you work with some local and some not so local coffee uh, companies like you know co companies that work with coffee in different ways how did you develop uh, first of all like what are some of those things that you're working on and then how did you develop those relationships so yeah the local company that i work with is wake coffee and they're an ambler and i think so pretty local yeah yeah relatively not not directly in phoenixville but they um i'm trying to remember back i think the first interaction I was following them. So one of the things that I try to do is like, just like Parker was saying, like follow the yeah. local companies. And so I was trying to follow a few local roasters and I'm not even sure, like, I can't even remember why. Um, I didn't even have a camera at this point because I remember taking, I remember asking them, like just getting the nerve to say like, Oh, like, will you send me a bag for, in exchange for a picture, like a sponsored post. I think I was getting into Instagram and was starting to realize like, oh wow, like you can grow a following and all these people are just getting all this free stuff everywhere. <laughs> and oh wait, I have 50 followers. So this isn't gonna work out. But I, th I think I was on the verge of, like I'd have to follow back the, the, the timestamps. I think I was on the verge of getting a camera. And so kind of as that like, we've talked about this a lot offline as that first step, like that fake, like faking it until you make it. That's like the, the, the classic way it's phrased, but um, really that super MVP type, like, is there a market for this or can I trick my way into this situation um, without, without knowing how to do it. Right. So like <laughs> I didn't have a camera. I took a photo with my phone. I think I had like, um, they make all those aftermarket phone lenses. And so I had a macro one, and they, they said yes. They were small enough that, like, they saw the message. They were just intrigued enough, I guess, to send me, send me a bag or two. Um, and I took a photo. And if I, if I can find that, I'll throw that up for the YouTube listeners. Hey. Um, sent them that. And then just, like, 
didn't talk to them for a while, but just kept in touch. Got a camera eventually, started shooting more and more. And then I want to say, I probably hit them up again. Like, hey, do you need any more work here? And I went, went in and talked to the owners. Um, it's a now husband and wife duo that runs, runs Wake in Ambler and um, just had a really good conversation about what they wanted to do and they weren't super happy with, um, I don't know, the ability to do it all on their own. So I think mm. they were working with a couple different photographers um, and so I was, I was able to sneak into that rotation. So I only do ad hoc stuff for them at the moment, no like ongoing weekly work. Um, but they've been really easy to work with and, um, that's been really cool. And then the company that I shoot remotely for is called bottomless and they were a YC company. They have a scale. That's actually a hardware product. And Say, uh, sorry, let me stop you. YC. Y Combinator is like a startup accelerator. Very, ah. very popular. <laughs> you should know these. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. yeah just no, study up. You don't need to know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they have a hardware product and their kind of their sales pitch is we're gonna it's a like an Internet of Things device. You connect it to your Wi Fi, the scale, and you place your coffee on that scale. They have a subscription service, and then as your coffee like as you go through your coffee, the scale is, you know, pinging their database. Well, I don't actually know how the back end works, but I imagine it's it's collecting data every so often on on the mass that's on the scale and it orders you a replacement bag of coffee just in time based on the preferences that you've kind of set in um, on their website and created mm. a profile. So kind of an interesting concept. I think they've um, grown quite a bit this year with COVID. So one of kind of the businesses that came out net positive there, I don't know if it was just because of that or but certainly it didn't hurt them. Um, more people are ordering online. And so yeah. doing kind of doing weekly work there, sending some photos, doing some social media management and uh, working on some video stuff. What was the second part of the question? My... <laughs> Same thing though, hit them up. Lost. Hit them up on the, uh, the Instagram DM machine. <laughs> it's a lot of Hail Marys. I love that that's... Um, uh... Yeah, I guess what, you know, cold calling or, yeah, um, this new version of cold calling. I'm glad that that is still the way to go for a lot of things. Yeah, and some don't work. Like, some are just flat out you never, like, you can tell that they have never read it because you don't get that read receipt or read receipt, you know. It mm. You never see that juicy scene notification. And it's like, <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. And then some people, like, recently... I reached out to um, an account, Finn Coffee Club. I have a sponsored post on my channel. They have a really nice feed, and it was clear that somebody was already had some dedicated time to putting that together. But I reached out anyway and just asked them if they needed any other help, and they were good, uh, but they were totally cool to talk with, and um, they sent me like this little Vietnamese coffee brewer contraption called a Finn filter, and like I went on this wormhole to read about that. They sent it to me and it's actually like a really cool little brewing thing that I've added to my arsenal. So it's just cool to like connect with companies like that, even if it's just for for a little gift um, an exchange and just learning more about, I don't know, whatever, m whatever uh, medium you're into contacting them through. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
How do you um? It's really cool. How do you decide when to call it quits on a lead? Like, uh, if you don't get that that juicy read receipt, is that the end of it, or you uh, give it a second shot, or like, what's that look like? It's like this. It reminds me of um, when you're looking for a job and you're reaching out to like recruiters, or <laughs> you know, the H. It's very. It feels very much like that. I think Relatable. that like idea of not. You kind of touched on this, Parker. Like the idea of not knowing like when to when to hit them up again or if if even um i on if they don't see the message i usually don't track them down too hard um if i'm corresponding with someone through email and they're kind of falling off you know i'll try to give it a few days and then reconnect um i don't pester more than twice usually i think sure you there are probably situations where if you hit them a third and fourth time you could prevail but honestly um if they're busy enough that it's fallen through, that's it is what it is. I kind of just yeah. like I can reach out again later if I want to, but you know, frankly, running the the day job and all this stuff, I'm you know I'm busy too. I don't necessarily want to follow up on those things that might have a lower chance of coming through after a second and third and fourth ping anyway. Yeah, it's hard to figure that out. I think the other thing is like kind of knowing, even though like coming from like uh this is like a newer thing for you dan like the content creation for other people i think you also kind of have to know your worth like i don't think i think it kind of like i don't know not degrades but kind of like belittles what you're capable of and like you're 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 churning out like really good material like it's not like i I don't think it's like slinging content chase (laughs) slinging the old content but i'm saying like you don't have to like chase somebody and like bend over backwards to like if if for some reason and this probably doesn't happen often but there's going to be those clients where like maybe they don't follow up or something like that and you don't have to like i don't know undersell yourself so much right. that you're like chasing them around you know it's a hard thing yeah. to figure out like hard... trying not to be yeah. desperate when you know like balancing <laughs> some degree of well I, like i this is what i want to be doing and i got to get it started somehow so it's like uh, it's hard to figure out how um, much to push on those things. Very much so. Oh yeah. And I think the only other thing that I want to say is, it is kind of scary to even to send a company like a message about like it's it takes a while to figure out and it is pretty scary. But you just have to like this is such dumb advice. Like you just have to. Let's wait. Here we go. uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sit down. You got to (laughs) practice. Yeah. yeah. Um, And thankfully, you know, for me, that came from a long time ago in college, like sending out stuff about um, the apps that my middle brother and I were making. Um, And I can tell you, like, it was painfully scary, even to like post status updates on our development on social media. It was like, something that I would get nervous, you know, you just get nervous. Like, how is this received? Or like, how are people going to receive me as a person, as somebody who's trying to build something and then market it? Like that whole thing is so strange at first, at least it was for me. And it's, I'm so thankful that we got into some, some project like that because the second go round, this is really the second big project I've worked on since. It's just so much easier. Think about your hey, third hey, career. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> You're going to have it down. <laughs> like. <laughs> Well Let's hear about what Brennan's been up to. <laughs> Okie dokie. I'm fucking hungry for spawn. Uh, what's up? 
Oh, Parker, God. that was like the one bit of feedback, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Less fun. Um, so it's been a weird couple of weeks for me. So um, that notion about how much you want to nudge people is pretty raw for me at the moment. Um, probably like a month ago when I was um, – confident enough. So basically what I had done up to that point. So, so about a month ago, um, I had finished like about two months of these kind of experimental grows. So I was figuring out all of the different inputs necessary, all of the pricing, all of the amount of work um, that would go into growing X amount of mushrooms per week. So my initial goal was to make 60 a week, 60 pounds a week, um which was <laughs> which was ambitious yeah it was very ambitious um hit but us with I, some lbs yeah yeah <laughs> it was like maybe 60 ounces came out but um the two months that i was doing that learned a lot of course and like learned that i had to be comfortable um uh not getting as much as I expected, especially now that I'm still, um, you know, I've, I've been doing this as a hobby for a while, but I'm certainly not a um, professional at it yet. Um, and after the two months were up, I still had a few flushes that were coming in and started to reach out at that point to um, some restaurants and some markets sort of like we've been saying, like cold call slide into the DMs. Um, the thing is that not, these places don't tend to have that kind of social media presence. A couple of them did, but I was mostly just uh, searching out emails and um, uh, sent things out, realized um, that I needed a lot more kind of <laughs> marketing material because it wasn't enough to just say, uh, hey, I'm starting a mushroom farm in the mainline area. Uh, you want some? <laughs> because most people, um, I mean, I, you know, I don't have, I peeled back the curtain a bit about what the restaurant industry is like when, and when it interacts with produce makers. Um, and so uh, immediately heard back from actually the first day, maybe like, five or six people. Now I, now I tossed out like 30 emails. Um, but I heard back from a lot of people, which was really, really energizing. And um, also very uh, anxiety inducing too, just because so many of them were like, okay, yeah, this sounds great. I'd love to see what we can do together. Do you have a menu? Do you have pricing? Do you have like a write-up of what the company is or, or descriptions of what the uh, products are. Needless to say, I didn't have any of those things. So we had to work that stuff up. And Parker was really helpful. Like we sort of created some stuff together um, to send back out to people. But what ended up happening was, and this is sort of the um, reason I'm talking about like uh, how hard it is to nudge people or how hard it is to figure out how much you nudge people is that since I got back, um, you know, five or six emails 
I responded to all of them immediately with these like uh, quickly drawn up menus, but have gotten radio silence since then. Crickets. Yeah. Which um, I felt in the moment like, man, this is not that it was too good to be true to hear back from that many people, but it was like, okay, I, I just have to be conscious of their being ups and downs in this whole process and i'm not going to s- sort of uh burst my own bubble right now but i'm i'm going to be a little cautious that i shouldn't expect this kind of uh response rate necessarily um and so yeah, when, you were sh- when you were telling us as they were getting back to you i mean it was a high response rate it was really exciting oh yeah i just rubbing my hands <laughs> together just like <laughs> laying back just waiting for the money to roll in <laughs> Um, so when that sort of fizzled, I, I, so it it took a couple of weeks for me gradually to realize that it was like, um, uh, these were very preliminary responses. They weren't necessarily commitments by any stretch. Um, and that I would have to sort of pivot my attention to something that was a little more in my control. So for a couple of weeks, I was continuing to, to harvest mushrooms, but they were mushrooms that we ended up just having to like consume as a family. Um, I have a, a, high, a dehydrator full of oyster mushrooms right now. If anyone wants them. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, and then uh, for a couple of weeks, I was in this uh, wait and see pattern, like this holding pattern, just figuring out um, what I could do. Um, and I, eventually realized that there are a couple of things I can still do. Um, one of which was to start developing, um, some extracts, some mushroom medicinal extracts, which I had already sort of planned on developing anyway. And so I sort of took the lull as a hint, um, to, yeah, pivot my attention and, and put some time into, um, figuring out where I could market some of these um, double extracts is what they're called. Um, what kinds of labeling. So Parker and I, we, we, um, we put it off a while, but uh, mostly I put Just it off a while. Yeah. But we should talk pretty soon about <laughs> what the yeah labeling should look like. Um, and let's see this week's sort of, uh, uh, decided that I would sort of like, like post some things on um, some online markets as well as maybe reach out to a couple of small health food stores to see if they'd be willing to um, make some, some shelf space for a small uh, (laughs) unlicensed (laughs) uncertified (laughs) mushroom company. Now, did they have a lot of shelf space for that? <laughs> Let's see. We'll, we'll Brendan, is there like, out. just for like, not, I wouldn't want to say downtime because you're always growing, always kind of like moving on stuff in the back. But when you don't have like a client list right now, is there a purpose in like venturing into like a farmer's market atmosphere or something like that? Because I, yeah, from what I've like read, I yes. feel like that's how like, I don't know if they're, are they called like bumper crops? Like pretty much the stuff you don't use. Like, isn't that how a lot of mushroom farmers kind of like unload what they need to? Yeah. 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 I hadn't heard that term. Um, but yeah, I think 
conceptually that rings true. So, um, or, or like is something that I've been thinking about. So, um, the two big places that are the two big groups of places that I reached out to were restaurants and actually market uh, markets, which was a part of the original plan anyway. Um, and I did, uh, actually this week heard back from one who's, uh, like response had just sort of gone, um, silent for a bit. Uh, and she reached out Ooh. to me. So, um, Ooh. yeah. So things, you know, that thread still, what is it? What's the metaphor that flame still, that flame still a flame. <laughs> yeah. Let's move past it. Let's move past it. <laughs> and so I'll keep, uh, um, I'll keep on that. She mentioned, um, so, so what she does is she has a small market herself as well as, um, a small farm that she uses to sort of source, um, her own. Like she basically has a, a market on her farm. Um, and I reached out to her. She said she, they were getting stuff from a larger mushroom company, but that, um, for some reason during COVID has, uh, ended. And so, uh, she mentioned she'd be excited to, um, see what we could do together. Um, and then in this most recent one, I think there's the, the urgency, like the reason she reached out to me this week, uh, was because she mentioned there's, she's creating like a Thanksgiving harvest package for some of her, um, maybe CSA members. So, um, she asked if I had anything available right now. So this uh, week I've, I've put some time into um, creating more extracts and thinking about where to market them, how to label them and that sort of stuff. Um, I've got like uh, some names and recipes. for them. <laughs> We'll see how that goes. But then the other bit of time I've spent just thinking about um, whether I could basically responding to her and saying, Yes, I do have some because I have a little, but I don't feel like, oh, yeah, I've got 100 pounds that I could toss your way if, if you want. <laughs> um, but either way, hopefully that turns into something on the other end, whether I say like, ah, I can't really provide, I can't really source stuff right now that would be sufficient. But I'd still like to see, you know, if we're um, interested in in still keeping this connection, then I'll just like start a new grow and say in about three weeks, I can give you a certain amount. So you don't have enough lead time then to like fill her, like her Thanksgiving order. Let's see. Crunch some numbers here. Uh, uh, Let's just start now. I mean, I have some shiitakes that are ready to fruit. Now this would be my first flush of shiitakes. They took like way longer than I expected, um, which has turned out actually to be a good thing right now because I could feasibly fruit them, which is the term for um, turning them from mycelium to actual mushroom bodies. Um, I could fruit them, and I think it would be pretty good. So I'm gonna tomorrow. I'm gonna put some time in figuring out whether that's feasible, and I'll reach back out to her um, today, saying like I could, if 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 you're interested, you know, give you some shiitakes. It wouldn't be very many. So yeah, there's just not enough lead time, especially for something like shiitake's oysters I could get done in three weeks, but uh, that puts us in December. Now, could you get a little bit squirrely and maybe like fruit your shiitake's and like buy some shiitake's just to like Mm. develop the relationship? That's interesting. 
I'm not opposed to it. I like I don't think that that's necessarily uh evil. <laughs> it's obviously deceptive. <laughs> um I mean, if you're well, I mean, so that, like I I think you would be doing it effectively at a loss if I if I'm yeah. picturing the situation. So like I'm sure she would be happy to get some discount shiitakes. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Now I don't I don't know how you feel about that morally or whatever because you know, everybody's <laughs> got their own hangups. But man, isn't it tough trying to li- make a living when you have morals? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, aren't like CEOs disproportionately psychopaths and stuff? Like it's you're Doesn't definitely at a disadvantage. <laughs> and it goes back to you're what? a CEO now. <laughs> This totally is a great segue into our one of our segments about corporate corporate uh, <laughs> corporate maligning. <laughs> That's interesting. I you know, I do have to stop and think about something strategically what the plan is. Um because it would be great uh, but if she's comfortable um just saying uh you know, timing isn't great, right? She's sort of um seems as though she's sort of behind the ball herself. So I would imagine she'd be understanding in that regard. Um, but that if she were to say, you know, like if we can't work it out for this, then it's fine. If we, um, I don't know, we could still have a relationship after the fact. Um, we'll see. I got to feel that stuff out, but actually kind of, uh, um, uh, excited either way. Um, she reached out, you know, and that feels good. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Is there anything else? No, that's it. Awesome. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a wrap. <laughs> oh, Ian, you can't squirrel your way out try, of this one. <laughs> Here we go. Are you ready? Ian, time to get grilled. Oh, let's geez. hear it. What did you do this week and last week? Where do <laughs> things stand? How's the money printer? Oh, that's too many questions. You're going to have to feed me these one at a time and slowly. Um... Keep adding. <laughs> Are you having fun? No, thanks. What have you good. learned? Yeah, we're not going to get into all that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's going good. Uh, definitely having fun and learning a lot. Um, that's been kind of a lot of it is, you know, reading, kind of taking courses online, just generally like learning about the like different instruments there are out there to trade and like what, um, yeah, like what strategies already exist and trying to figure out how I can kind of like, you know, basically plagiarize my way to something that works. Uh, so yeah. So like, I guess now the, did, I'll, I'll give you a chance to yeah, rephrase yeah. that if you'd like, did you mean to say plagiarize? <laughs> I did. I did mean to say plagiarize. Yeah. Um, is there any, is there any like, IP on that or I, I don't know I'd love to, I don't know if we have enough time here but like I'd love to dig into what stops you from just taking something that's working like what is the barrier to entry if that's something that you can do is that now, real one? quick to clarify you mean stops you from taking like code like like um character by character and just using that is that what you mean Dan uh I guess I meant more of like the abstract logic but I, I don't even know if people are putting their code out there Mm. for stuff like this um yeah ian Ian would know better than me (laughs) it's a mixed bag there's definitely people that have like open sourced uh solutions to this this problem so like that's a good resource um there's also like 
it seems like a popular thing for uh, people in data science to write blog posts and articles and things about like um, like their solutions to very like narrow pieces of the problem. Um, you know, like turn, turning a, a noisy like uh, price fluctuation time series type thing into something that's a little bit more like um, smooth or has like a little bit more of like a well-defined signal uh, that you can use to like start making decisions. So yeah, uh, that's, that's cool. super interesting yeah. because like separate from even just buying and selling anything, there's like a reporting utility to that in any kind of like data reporting. You could take any data that's all over the place and say like, I want it visually, I want this graph to look cleaner. Yeah. That could, yeah. Be the, that could be the use case, even if it was just superficial as that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's so that's kind of one of the um, like tangential things that that appeals to me about this project is like I've been kind of curious about the whole like data science space for a while. Like just those those problems seem interesting, um, and so as well as like this potentially being like a way to generate income, um, it could be like a segue into like a little bit of a career hop if you know, if it ends up like panning out and I do end up liking it the way I think I'm gonna. So yeah, definitely the, the skills that like are useful for this kind of thing are like more generally applicable, I think is like kind of like data science-y, uh, you know, like reporting kind of insights generation skills, which is cool. Uh, so what kind of, what kind of um, study, so it sounds like, of course, you're like grabbing things broadly, but you mentioned textbooks, right? Yeah, it's been kind of like a mixed bag. So um, there's definitely a few textbooks that I've been working my way through. Um, those are cool as a reference, but they're generally kind of like dense to read cover to cover. Um, so to like supplement. <laughs> you don't want to just sit down and and read front to back an entire textbook. Dude, I, I wish I was that smart. Uh <laughs> And academically inclined, but as you guys know, I'm not. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's cool. It's cool to have them as a reference for sure. Um, You know, like a couple of them have useful formulas or like go, go kind of in in the weeds on like uh, how to do certain things. But um, like to supplement, I've really been leaning on some of the more like layman's terms, like, uh, like online resources and then also kind of more how-to books like that genre um, to kind of like, um, I don't know, coddle my my less uh, capable brain into hey. like a vague understanding of <laughs> how hey this no. stuff works. Uh, if there's a common theme to like our attitudes towards this whole thing, it is for sure A, that uh, we have... <laughs> that we we doubt ourselves big time <laughs> oh yeah and b that yeah i mean like sometimes you gotta get a little shysty yeah, <laughs> yeah. you gotta plagiarize baby <laughs> yeah and like no. especially like <laughs> no <laughs> not this i don't like the p word now I say plagiarize kind of facetiously because I know you know that was but, like when yeah. we were growing up. Everyone says, "Ah, oh, you can't plagiarize. Like you're not going to be able to like recycle stuff effectively." And that's that's most of my job is like recycling solutions that other people have come up with. They're like 
I guess more broadly, I don't think anybody does anything in a vacuum. Like everything anybody does yeah. is built on top of like the work of others. And so, oh, yeah, it just demystify like... this whole authorial, um, <laughs> uh, uh, whatever. Yeah. So like, I get like, you definitely want to credit other people when it's appropriate and like, but also I th like, I don't know, like I kind of, kind of drop the whole notion of like, you have to do everything on your own or it's like stealing. I don't know. Yeah. I think that, um, is a really important takeaway. If anyone, uh, can benefit at all from listening, to this, <laughs> which will, which is, which is certainly up for debate, but that, um, you've got to have partners in some respect and you've got to take some of the sort of, um, like nobody, there is no entrepreneur who has um, just sort of cut their way through the field all the way to the end alone. But I feel like that myth exists. Oh, it absolutely exists. And that's why I'm <laughs> harping on yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think yeah. it should exist. Can, uh, maybe we can dig into that a little bit. What, what do you mean by that? I just mean that... Um, I for year well well let's see so um, we can speak generally and specifically whatever whatever so, but personally so much of um, uh, what has kept me from taking certain steps in trying to like create um, essentially my own projects and create an independence so so much of that barrier is caught up in this notion that um, it's just a matter of putting your uh, head down, getting to work and going and going and going. And, um, I, because I had this notion that I just had to create something in this case, say it's like growing these mushrooms. Um, I basically was ignoring the entire communal aspect of things, which is partly, um, a motivating thing that like, I was just putting myself in this, um, in the driver's seat completely. And like, I was the only one in control of anything I was doing. And that was actually boring and tiring. And so I was ignoring the usefulness of telling other people what's going on and like reaching out to other people and asking for help. Cause that really is useful. And also just speaking to other people is motivating for me at the very least. Um, and then the other thing is that uh, like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, the idea that Steve Jobs created a new vision for the world and just like pooped it out <laughs> of his head and it was there and beautiful, I think is really damaging to people who get, um, uh, to people who might get discouraged by their failures or by their um lack of luck in some cases so i don't know if that's an articulate answer so much as i just think the notion that there is um any business person who is crazy successful in a vacuum like ian said i think is kind of problematic uh, yeah that helps that context helps me understand what you're like certainly thinking that you can be steve jobs archetype alone is asinine but there yeah. i mean there are plenty of like very successful solopreneurs and you can 
and this is not to mm, say that mm. I don't love the communal aspect or even that I don't love doing stuff like this and just talking about it. But like, you know, the, the stuff that we're doing individually toward the projects, I don't know if you consider the podcast like a communal part of that, but yeah. really we're all still working solo. Um, right. Yeah. But it. I think like, and there are, especially in the software space, a ton of people that, that do get to be super successful on like the digital products all alone because they're also good designers. Right. Right. And I think um, maybe to amend what I was saying before, like getting partners, what I mean by that is gathering partners in a bunch of different ways. Like maybe it's actually reaching out to people um, and asking for their help or asking for them to um, like uh, pair up with your brand or, or your um, gotcha. project. Okay. Or maybe it is gathering a community that you talk about this stuff with like we're doing right now yeah, and actually yeah, yeah. just keeping yourself accountable to people and making it you know building in public right and then the other thing i think is or the other way that you could say quote unquote you're you're like gathering partners is by uh using you know standing on the shoulders of people who have already done stuff so sort of, you know, relevant, <laughs> we're derailing Ian's conversation, <laughs> or like relevant to what Ian was talking about, right? Using or in Google. Yeah. yeah, right. There's no reason not to, and to act like you um, sh can or should create something like fully out of thin air is um, probably, at least I felt crippling in, in my early stages of trying to figure out how I can create some sort of independence. I think like yeah it makes sense oh sorry i was gonna say just like how do you gauge your success too it's like i don't know because everything's so especially like on these four different fields like me and dan's i guess is kind of similar but even that's probably different like you're saying like a steve jobs thing that's not i don't know if that's super i don't know if like i know we're all taking over the world actually but like uh, are we <laughs> <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you mean like something about there's there's not so much like that may not necessarily be yeah exactly like i don't even? yeah yeah a bit i just like i think that like just being self-sufficient is like successful to some people whereas like being overly self-sufficient yeah. to other yeah. people is a success you know like it's almost like being braggy is what i would probably align closer to steve jobs with you know like are you gonna have this keynote speech mm. once a year where everybody listens to you and what you say is paramount like that's somebody's success, like maybe, but like, mm. are you, are you planning on moving up to upstate Vermont and getting away from life, but being able to do that because of the things that you created, that's like another form of success, you know, I don't know, but that's like its own yeah. conversation. We can do that next week. And I don't want to say, I don't mean to say that things cannot be done by one person, right? Dan, you mentioned like there yeah. are examples of like solopreneurs, I think you said, right? Well, yeah. I would like um, to clarify that a little bit. Like, would you mind describing, Dan, what you mean by that? Or like, uh, what kind of person you're thinking of when you say like, like doing something fully solo? Yeah, um, I don't know if I've mentioned it on here yet, but one of the communities that I follow is called Indie Hackers. It's like one of those podcasts, um, very software based and kind of mm -hmm. around SaaS and one off products. Um, and a lot of the success stories there are, are very solo. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it, with, um, you know, a strong programming background, especially if like, I see that archetype of being half software developer, half designer, you can, 
I don't even want to say you can get very far. Like you alone can build some highly successful product, yeah. which is really cool for those people. It's not me, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and I think that is kind of a domain that is more ripe for making it that far alone. I think it is much harder if you're like, I don't know, farming or growing mushrooms or like there's just so many more local relationships. Um, yeah. I think that's going to be a theme that's pretty big with at least like my stuff, Parker stuff, Brendan's stuff. Um, you know, I don't know how many local like businesses that you'll connect with over the course of this, but that's a different domain. I think yours relates closer to very much, I guess I was thinking of it in a narrow aspect too, right? So like thinking about the community or doing this podcast is something that if that counts as doing things together, that's broader than, you know, what I initially thought. But like for Ian, most of your stuff I imagine is going to be relatively solo, right? Yeah. Well, uh, so I'll say so standing on that knowledge <laughs> as the exception. Yeah. yeah well, I'll, I'll go further though. And I think I, I want to disagree a little bit with that notion of like, uh, even if you build something quote unquote on your, like on your own, um, like the only reason that that's possible today is because there's been so much work done in the field to like kind of create these abstractions and things that you can build on top of. And like, so, yeah. you know, if you, if you publish an app to the app store, like the only reason that you have access to that marketplace is because like all of these teams of people have created it for you. And so like, I think that's just what I, what I, what I struggle with when I hear the, uh, like the solo thing is like, yes, you can do things independently, but only because like all of these, these like extraordinarily complex systems have already like been built out and are there for you to take advantage of. And that's kind of like, that's kind of how I see myself with all that. Like, I wouldn't be able to do this if there hadn't been so much work put in, like, by all these people that are open sourcing their things, but then also like the people who built these like brokerage APIs and like, you know, all the people that have built these open source libraries that I'm using. And like, it's just, there's such an immense mountain of things underneath me that like, even though I'm like, I'm doing this little bit on my own, it's like, it's that quote about standing on the shoulders of giants, like, you know, no, like nobody gets where they are in a, in a vacuum. And I don't know, I guess I just wanted to call attention to that. If that, if you'll, if you'll have it. I'll, I'll have it. <laughs> I, I love that. I love, you know, I love how humble that is. Um, and I, I love how true that is too. I, but at the same time, um, when you think of that as a, as a business from a business standpoint, However, however humble you're going to be there and how little credit you're trying to take for yourself at the end of the day, that is infrastructure. And then like, you are the sole employee. You're not even the employee yeah. or the founder. You have zero employees. Yeah. So like yeah. in a real, not, not a real, that's the wrong word in like, um, in the eyes of corporate entities, like you are doing this solo hardcore. Um, but I, I think that is like aligning with my worldview. The way that you've described is like that that's kind of why we're having these conversations, right? That's how we want, we would like to live in a world where everybody has that top of mind that they're not here due to their own, you know, yeah. doings themselves, right? That there is Dude, empathy yes. for all the work that people have put in to create the infrastructure that enables anybody to do cool things locally on the internet, what have you, right? 
so that is and that's lovely <laughs> cool and now that's a wrap <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so um that updates everybody on where we stand um it seems like a, uh yeah good two weeks or or week and a half or so right yeah, yeah. man i'm loving it right Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> hey, that, we're gonna get things for that. Yeah. <laughs> just, 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 you know, splice in the 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 goat sounds straight over that one. No, they'll Too love many the notes were shared there. <laughs> um, cool. So I guess then uh, that is a wrap, right? Ian already said it. Yeah, that's a wrap. So let's see. Tune in next week. We'll dive into a bit more about our background how we got to where we are, our education. Um, I think sometimes it can be important or for lack folks. thereof. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Um, again, if the themes here are that, like, you, you know, sometimes you got to be shysty and, yeah, be super humble. That's right in line. We, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about, I think, um, some of us meandering paths, some of us more meandering, some of us less meandering paths to where we are now. Um, because no journey is all that straight right amen brother <laughs> so tune in next week to find out exactly how meandering yes please y'all have a good week for steve and linda i'm brendan i'm dan i'm ian and i'm parker we'll catch you uh later boop 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 boop